Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Walk. With us today is Kathleen Schmidt. Kathleen has 25 plus years in the book publishing industry. She is the president of KMSPR, a strategy, marketing, PR, and branding firm focusing on authors, publishers, and publishing adjacent entities. You can find her at her very popular Substack, Publishing Confidential, and that's at KathleenSchmidt.substack.com. Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to have you. So first, I wanted to tell us about your services, because we have a lot of folks who listen to the podcast and who also read the newsletter, who are authors, and they need a publicist. And I want to find out what you do. And also, who's your ideal client? <laughs> um so what I do is offer kind of a suite of services. I, I like to call it an a la carte menu in, in a way. Um, and it ranges from straightforward PR services. So, you know, looking at the whole campaign for something, which would include print, digital, radio, podcasts, um, and, and what have you, to an author selecting which of those things they would like me to focus on and me, you know, charging a fee for only that portion of the campaign. So I, I think that, you know, the way it helps authors is, is that they can talk to me and together we figure out, well, this is the best way to spend your money and to focus on, you know, say podcasts uh, instead of having me do the same things that a publisher might be doing. So, you know, um, following up with book review editors is generally something that I try to steer clear of because it's really difficult um, to get book reviews these days. But it's not to say, you know, I don't take clients on that that want that. I just have to do it on a case by case basis. Um, and then there's, you know, the branding and marketing parts all kind of tie in with the PR parts. I just like to take a holistic view of what an author is doing, where they're coming from, where they are right now and where they're going. And we talk through that and and then I, you know, kind of come away from the conversation and put together a proposal. I'm always interested to hear what an author sees themselves doing after the the current book because that informs my decision on what to do for them. So if I know that they're shopping another book around or they have another book that they need a publisher for, I'm very aware of the fact that this book needs to sell well. And 
so then instead of just doing a cookie cutter proposal, I think about what what could, you know, um, spark sales for this title that another publisher would see and say, okay, well, it sold X amount of copies. And they're willing to take a chance on that author. Um, as far as the ideal client, um, I don't know. I would just <laughs> say I know them when I talk to them. Um, you know, an ideal client is just one that that'll listen to me. <laughs> um, and, and who, you know, who's a great collaborator, I would say that's, you know, probably number one on my list. Um, you have to be a really good collaborator, you have to be able to participate um, in the book promotion process and not just sit back and think that, you know, your publicist is going to just do everything and you don't have to do anything. It's very much a collaboration. Um, and so that that's a big deal to me when I talk to um, potential clients. Right. And in terms of the place in the publishing process that your authors, that your clients are at? Um usually they're about to be published or, you know, they're publishing something, you know, six months from now. I just got an inquiry the other day from someone who has a book coming out in March, 2025. Um, and other times it's someone who has a few books under their belt. They're in between, you know, um, in between titles and want to elevate their profile. Right. And those I'm a bit pickier about because it's, as we all know, it's harder as time goes on after your book release um, to get fresh publicity for it. So really, if someone comes to me that it's more of a branding marketing conversation than it is a PR conversation. I love that. And I love that you make the distinction and that that when you're an author that's already been published, that's kind of the stage that you're at. And that's what can be done. Yeah. Right. Do you ever get a... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you ever come up with a client who brings you a book that maybe didn't do very well, but you think it's a fantastic book and you suggest that they, you know, redo their cover and re-release it? No, not yet anyway, because, um, you know, the, the clients that I currently work with, um, you know, the individual author clients I have, they, their publishers have to make that call. Mm -hmm. um, I consult with them if we're at a point where the, you know, the cover hasn't been decided upon yet. And we'll say, you know, I don't think that's the way to go. And this is why. Um, but otherwise, that that's tough for me to kind of get in between um, an author and a publisher about now I have clients who are publishers and, you know, part of my gig with them is to consult on covers, but that's not with the author involved. That's just, you know, they're hiring me for specific things to, you know, to consult with their company on. Right. And, and, you know, publicists have gotten kind of a raw deal in terms of how much people think they cost. Um, oh my gosh, $10,000, $20,000 for a publicist. I can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. And we have talked before about you being on the more reasonable side of, of that equation. And I was yep. hoping you could share that with the authors who are listening who need a publicist. Sure. Well, um, something that I'm uh, testing out, and this will, you know, kind of uh, 
inform me better whether it'll work or not is a sort of subscription service for authors with me. So instead of this enormous fee, you pay X amount of money per month and you get certain things for that money. So right now, you know, I'm testing it out with one author and I'm not going to say how much (laughs) they're paying, um, but it's very reasonable. And he and I decided, you know, because he, you know, he's on a, uh, a set um, budget um, and because I really like the book and, you know, the publishers and the publishers and contributing um, to him hiring someone on the outside, I made it very affordable for him. And so the, you know, it's, it's a small fee every month. Um, almost like a subscription and I'm doing certain things for him as far as PR is concerned. Now that's one, one part of it. And if that works out well, I may fully launch that as a service. Um, You know, other times it, it's simply, you know, again, taking bits and pieces of a campaign instead of saying you need to pay me $25,000, you know, for, um, whatever, you know, like book reviews and, and booking you on radio and, and stuff like that. Um, there definitely are those campaigns. And, you know, that's a big difference between talking to an author who's maybe being published by an, an indie publisher who doesn't have a big budget and doesn't have the staff for PR. I'm very hyper aware of that because a lot of my time has been spent in recent years working for indie publishers So I definitely know that those authors are not getting big advances to spend on PR and I want to help them out. So I talk to them and and we work together on what kind of budget they have and what's affordable for them. Um, And then on the flip side of it, you know, there are people who have me on a monthly retainer and that's more for people who you know, higher profile or or companies that have the budget and I'm doing a whole shebang. Right. Right. <laughs> full of full of things for them and very accessible and, you know, putting in certain amount of hours per month on their behalf. So it really depends, but what I would like to impart is that, you know, you don't know until you have the conversation, at least with me. And I don't, my first question to authors isn't what's your budget? It's what you need. <laughs> you know, what do you think you need? Yes. And versus what I can help you with. Right. And there have been instances where I've, where I have said to, you know, an author, you don't need, you don't need to spend your money on me because all these things are happening. And why don't you see where it goes and wait like two more weeks and let's circle back and, see where you're at or wait a month or two months. Um, I'm not just going to take somebody's money for the sake of taking someone's money. I was going to say, oh, so you're honest. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've had a couple of people say to me that it's impressive that I have these honest conversations and it makes me wonder what other conversations are happening because I've, I'm just, I just know for myself, you know, I'm on a budget. And I know what I can afford. You know, if I had to pay someone to do PR for me right now, 
it's a lot of money. Right. And I want to make sure people are spending their money the right way. And um, I don't know if that makes me a good or bad businesswoman, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> there you go. It makes you a good businesswoman, I'll, I'd say, because uh, that yeah. kind of reputation gets around. And if, if your uh, Substack, which is um, Publishing Confidential, and that's KathleenSchmidt.Substack.com, is any indication, you're a very generous uh, publicist and and what an <laughs> expert you. and what you offer and uh, so if you're interested in speaking with Kathleen about her services I'll have it in the show notes but her email you can reach out to her directly and just ask the question hey can we have a conversation publishing confidential at gmail.com is the way to find yep. her and she has that on every one of her Substack posts so the one sub we've done Kathleen and I have done um, an interview before and I'll have that in the show notes too and this is her this is just moving on subject by subject <laughs> thank god she's willing to do this with us um, she wrote a Substack and it was about book launches. And as I have just had a book launch myself for Get Your Book Seed and Sold, I was, of course, very interested. And I could not get over the amount of fabulous information that was in this post. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, Kathleen, you're giving this away. Oh, my gosh. This is <laughs> such great information. Again, very, very generous. So I'm going to ask her a few questions about the many, many, many points that she brought up. And she splits the article into timing, um, you know, six months ahead, three months ahead. And I might not get that exactly right. But so, so my first question for you is, you mentioned in one of your points about having a presence on Goodreads. And then you, you make a note and it says a good, I, I didn't include everything in here because Goodreads is complicated. So why, why is <laughs> yeah. Goodreads complicated? Goodreads is complicated because I have never sat in a sales meeting where everyone is is saying, wow, that book really took off because of the Goodreads campaign <laughs> we did. And I find it, it is something that weighs authors down. And if I'm being perfectly honest, Goodreads is not front of mind to me at all. Um, it's not front of mind to a lot of people in my position, I think that have been in those sales and marketing meetings and you're just kind of like, yeah, that's not, I mean, it's fine to do a giveaway on there, but does it create demand for your, for your book? No, not, I mean, not most of the time. So it's not useless, but I can't say, you know, it's something that's imperative. I think, you know, it, it is good for authors to have an author page on there but I have heard and seen too many authors get hung up on the reviews about, you know, the reviews that are, are on there for their book, or if it's one star, two stars, four stars. Um, and it just hurts my heart yes. to, you know, to see people get upset about that right. when in the grand scheme of things, one, a lot of people go on there and put a one-star review without even reading a title. Um, two, it has little bearing on the people who are actually going to click buy. Um, discoverability on there to me is a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and that's largely, I think, due to the fact that Amazon owns Goodreads and, you know, discoverability on Amazon is a problem. Mm -hmm. um, the interface, which is like the way the website is, way, is, is laid out, is just, you know, it's like 
again, I'll, I'll keep comparing it to streaming services because I find streaming services should have it together by now um, with their interface and, and you know, finding new shows and, and movies, but they don't. And I think online retailers, aside from barnesandnoble.com, because they they do bnn.com, that's their their sole business is just books. Amazon's got, you know, as you know, millions of things. Right. Um, and it's harder to to discover titles on there, but also, you know, with with the review system on there, um, anybody can leave anything and it it's hard to get it taken down. And I find that Goodreads is kind of the same. So that's why I didn't like truly get into it. I'll eventually write about Goodreads, but that's a lot of digging in to do um, for a newsletter topic. And it'll, it'll come to me sooner or later, but not right at this moment. <laughs> right. And of, of all the things that you could do to market your book and to find your readers, is, is Goodreads worth the time? You know, it may be or may not be, but you definitely have to decide. Yeah, you have to you have to really think about what like and also how much time you want to put in on there, which I don't think you should put a, a ton of time in on there. Um, you know, no one has ever come out and said like how much time the average consumer spends on Goodreads. And I would love to see data like yeah, that yeah. but so that we can make more informed decisions. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Okay. And and I and my audience loves this. They're they're very tell me what to do and I'll do it. And if this isn't with all the things that are out there to do, if this isn't something where I should be spending my time or I could circle back to if I have an extra few moments, I'll do it. But at this point, no. Okay, good. Uh, okay, one another point that you mentioned is staying in touch with your publisher and publicist if the publisher has provided you one or uh, you know, obviously if you've hired one. And I love that because I think a lot of authors are like, oh, I can't talk to my publisher. No, they need to be, um, you know, proactive with their publisher and their publicist. Um, I've been in situations before where I'm working for a publisher and you know you get pulled in hundred different directions, and you're you're given um, a really unrealistic workload most of the time. Um, and so contacting author A on a particular day might not be top of mind, but that doesn't mean author A shouldn't contact you. So I don't think authors should be afraid to contact their publishers or or publicists. Yeah, you, they should be in touch with their publisher because, you know, the publisher and the publicist are, are doing work for you. And granted, you know, publishers give an advance and so technically they, they pay authors and authors work for publishers too. But again, it's that word collaboration mm -hmm. that's super important to me. And I always think, you know, if I were to ever, you know, have a publishing company, which no, um, <laughs> uh, even though it's been requested of me. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> doesn't surprise I, me. I feel like, you know, I would, I would make it a priority to talk to my team about being very proactive with authors. And I would make it a priority, you know, at the outset to tell authors, you, you know, check in, you know, and, and even though I have said that to authors when I've been working, you know, when I've worked for publishers, like, if you don't hear from me, it doesn't mean that I'm not working on it or thinking about it. It just means I'm busy and it's 
an email and I, I'm getting to really dislike email, <laughs> but an email, you know, or, or shoot me a text or something, do it or else I won't know, you know, I'm not a mind reader. So I think that's important for authors to know your publicist is not a mind reader, yep. nor is your publisher. They're not going to know what you're concerned about unless you voice your concerns. So you should do that. Yep. And I, I like to say too, um, Kathleen, ideas because, and I, I was, I had an audiobook that came out from my first published book, and it just came out in November of last year, and I, I found a possible promotion opportunity for the audiobook, and I, I don't know what came over me, Kathleen. I just sent an email to the my publicist, and I said, hey, listen, I'm thinking about doing this promotion. Would you consider? paying half for the promotion mm. and gosh darn it they did they're like absolutely we will and i'm like who would have thought that that could be yeah. an option or bringing ideas to them yeah i mean i i talked to someone not long ago who you know did the same as you and asked their publisher to pay half and their publisher said no and i asked them how much they asked for and it was a nominal amount of money mm-hmm. and i just was like that's not cool. You know, I mean, come on, it's in their interest. The thing authors need to know is it's in their best interest and the publisher's best interest that the book sells. And one could make the argument that, okay, well, you know, the some publishers have bigger fish to fry, and they have their big titles that they have to, you know, worry about. So they're not as concerned, you know, with the smaller titles and them selling, but that's not totally true. You know, they need these titles to back to be good on the back their backlist. And if it's something that they want to make sure sells into the future, it is in their best interest to pay half for that promotion. But they will never know that you want to do that unless you ask it. The worst they could say is no. Right. Right. So say no. But the other, the other thing is I I'm of the opinion that an author knows how to sell their book the best. I mean, they have ideas. They, they know who their audience is. They know what their message is. They know their book better than anyone else. So if an idea happens to pop in their head, why not suggest it? Like you say, the worst they can say is no. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you're partnering with your, you know, it's more of a team effort. A hundred percent true. Yeah. Even if you're published by a big publisher, ask the question. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So the other question that I wanted to ask about the book, the book, the book launch, and you have so much great information. Why, why is there somewhat of a letdown on launch after launch day, I should say? Launch day is like Christmas day. Um, and, you know, I, I, I want I wanted to make that point agnostically in the newsletter, because I know, you know, um, not everybody celebrates Christmas, but it's true. If you're a little kid, and you're waiting for Christmas day, I still feel like this as an adult, you know, Christmas Eve is great. It's fun. You're like excited. Let's go food, cookies, whatever. And then Christmas day comes. And you're like, this is awesome. I'm opening my presents and everything. And then the day after Christmas, you're like, it's normal times. <laughs> right, right. The magic and is gone. <laughs> yeah, and the magic is gone. And I have worked with, you know, authors in the past who focus so much on their launch day and feel like some some huge thing needs to happen on that day. And I feel so bad because sometimes it just doesn't. And 
it used to be back years ago that launch week was a very big deal, um, you know, no matter what your book was. But those days have passed. And, that you know, on your publication date, hundreds of other <laughs> books are coming out. So, you know, publishers aren't going to roll out the red carpet and have a, a party for you. Or, you know, I, I don't want authors to think, uh, and a lot of authors do, they think they, they have to have a, the, this huge book signing event on their launch day. And that's not true either. You know, you end up spending money that goes to waste because you're flying to one city for 20 people to show up and you sell 10 books. And with that, you know, airfare, you could have bought those books and some more yourself. So I just think it it can be, it can feel um, psychically disappointing. And I understand that because even as a publicist, what happens and, and I talked to publicist friends about this. When we're working on big campaigns and, you know, the, the launch week comes and you have like the Today Show, you have all this other stuff. You're running around with the author everywhere. When that week is over, you completely crash. Your mood crashes. Everything crashes because that's over. And now you have to go back to normal times with the authors that aren't getting the Today Show or that or aren't celebrities that you're running around with. So... I understand that it's there's a psychology to it and I understand that psychology. So I try to also, you know, temper expectations yes. um, with authors and, and you have to go in for a gentle landing launch week, you know, be gentle with yourself because the day after your on sale date, you could feel like this is it, you know, <laughs> this is all that's going on and you shouldn't feel like that. Um, because you've done, you have to look at like the past few months leading up to, and the groundwork you've laid, um, you know, we'd all like a fireworks display the day our book is published, <laughs> but it's just not going to happen like that. So that's why I said, you know, take your, go plan a dinner, yes. you know, do something fun, treat yourself, you know, any, anything that could get your mind off the fact that it's your publication date. And, you know, don't look at Amazon rankings and things like that, because it's not it's just not healthy, you right. know, psychologically. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. I wish I had read the article before um, I had my launch day because I felt that and I didn't know why. I felt that, you know, the day after I was kind of down and depressed and kind of like angry. I was like, there was anger. And I'm like, why am I angry? I don't know what's going on, whatever. But then I read your article and I did go out and celebrate with my husband and it felt much better. So it's, it, yeah, it's <laughs> nice to know that that, it, you know, it can is something that you should expect as an author. Uh, another thing that you mentioned in terms of advice is to not use AI to create pitches. No, uh, don't. I, I, um, I didn't even know that that was a possibility. That's how far away I am. Yeah, it, it's becoming a more prominent um, problem. Um, and you know, the thing is the person receiving that pitch on the other end can really, if they're really, if they're good, they could tell that AI wrote it. Um, you know, there's a way to use AI and there's a way not to use it. Um, sometimes I use it just to kind of get the framework of something going. Um, I've used it for my MBA program. Um, to help me look up theories or, you know, in researching for clients, I can type in, 
you know, what are the 15 biggest Christian markets or something like that in the United States? And it'll tell me, and that's helpful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the other problem is like the accuracy problem. Um, AI is not a good writer. You know, you, you need to be a good editor in order to use it because you have to do heavy editing on whatever it gives back to you. But you also have to know your stuff because you can't expect it. And this this especially goes for nonfiction. You don't know what the source is from, you know, where it's pulling from. You just have this hodgepodge of information that's coming back to you. And I'm not I'm not I'm a big believer in in using AI. I like you. I like chat GPT because I use it responsibly and ethically. And that's what people need to remember. You need to use it responsibly and ethically. If you don't, you can end up really taking a lot of steps back gotcha. from from what you're doing. Gotcha. Mm, good, good advice. Um, you all you mentioned a couple of speaking of pitches, uh, a couple of resources, which is, by the way, something that I love about your publishing confidential Substack. And by the way, I'm going to lose lots and lots of money because Kathleen also puts in things that she buys like clothes and different. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have something coming today from one of the, the suggestions that you have. I said, I'm going to lose all my money. With your recommendations, <laughs> but um, and by the way, are we, are we, if you want to morph into makeup, that's my jam. You know, lipstick and you know any kind of makeup. I I did a big buy at Sephora. Nice um, on Sunday, so that's probably coming in. Nice. The next one. Okay, I'll look. I'll look for that. <laughs> but with um, resources that you offer is that they're terrific. So two two of the resources that caught my eye: the witches of pitches. Yes. And a mighty blaze. Now, what might yes. one use those for? Um, the Witches of Pitches are, it's Aileen Weintraub and Megan Margulies. And full disclosure, Megan was a, uh, a client of mine for a short time when I was a literary agent. And we sta- we've stayed in touch. Um, You've been a literary and- agent as well. A, a, yes. A publicist literary <laughs> yes. agent. Wow. Okay. Um. And what they do is they work with authors to hone in on, um, you know, bylined pieces. So first person essays, um, you know, that people try to place in, say, Modern Love in the New York Times or, or other places. And they will help refine those um, with you. Uh, and they provide some other services, too. So you should check out their website. Nice. Um a Mighty Blaze is a great organization that was born out of, I believe, the pan- the pandemic. Um, they, it, it's a group of people who got together. They're publishing veterans, um, and what they do is they help authors with their launches. So they'll have, you know, virtual events with authors um, who come on and you know, they just do a fantastic service to authors. Um, And I believe that, you know, people should look into that as well. Um, You know, you can't underestimate these, these things that people do, because one person can't cover it all. Right. So, you know, I, you know, I refer people to, to different what, what others are doing differently than what I do. Um, you know, we don't compete with each other. You know, we, we send each other clients and I don't send anybody anywhere where I don't think, you know, they fit. 
or the, that they'll be a good fit. So those are two extra things people can look into if they're interested. Check out both of their websites. Yep. I love that, too, because you, you, you never know where you're going to find your readers. If you do your research and you know what your message is and where your target audience can be found, those folks may be looking at video more than something in, you know, on an ad. You know, so people yeah. people are drawn, your your targeted audience is going to be drawn to different types of media. So having your stuff out there on the different types of media can be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. As long as it's not breaking the bank. It's so hard, isn't it, to have people... Do you ever get that question like, okay, what should I spend money on? And you're like, well... I get it all the, I, right? I get it all the time. Right. And it really depends, you know? Yeah. Um, what your goal is. You know, if your goal is to elevate your platform by doing first-person pieces and not so much like hire someone to do PR then the witches of pitches can be helpful for you and they're very affordable, you know? Uh, so it, it really truly depends on what people want and what is going to help your reader click the buy button. Yes. Yes. We lose, we lose sight of that. Don't we? That that's the ultimate Everybody does. goal. The ultimate Everybody goal does. is to have someone buy your book. Period. What is going to what is going to result in a book sale? Right, and it's impossible to predict that, but it's not impossible to try your best to get that result. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that because they're so focused on getting a review or getting some other, you know, attention for their book where what you really want to do, yes, you want to do those things, but you really want to reach your reader. Yep. In a way, it's kind of like a, a puzzle or a mystery, yeah. you know, and you can use your creativity and trying to figure out how to reach those folks. And that, that's the part about it that I really like. You know, what are yeah. you going to come up with that's going to reach that person? A hundred percent. Yes. Fun. Yes. That's so fun. Okay. So the last question I, I have for you in this in this uh, segment, Kathleen, is you also have some great advice in, in this post that we've been talking about, about uh, but your book launch, and it's do not panic. You know, so when, <laughs> when, is, <laughs> when is the most common time that you have found that authors panic? I have found that they start panicking um, usually in the in the couple of months before their book comes out. Because it can be a quiet time, mm -hmm. you know, and I understand, you know, you want to, you know, you want to hear everything that's going on every minute all the time, but that's also unrealistic. Right. So you shouldn't panic if it's quiet, because that doesn't mean that work isn't being done. And it doesn't mean that nobody's, you know, paying mind to your, to your book launch or, you know, your publication date. But you also have to keep in mind that, you know, some things PR wise aren't going to come in until the very last minute. You know, I find more and more that what we used to think as long lead is becoming shorter lead. It doesn't mean that you should approach them with less time. It just means that they won't let you know until <laughs> very close to the date that something's happening. Um, and trust me, your publicist wants to share good news with you. So if they have good news, they will share it with you. Um, sometimes 
it's complicated. And sometimes as a publicist, you, you're like, God, if I have to email this author, I have nothing to say. But what I found with authors is they just want to hear from you. They mm-hmm. just want to know that you're there. Um, you know, I always say that being a publicist is also kind of like being a, um, a therapist. And, you know, I take that to heart um, because I, you know, I have seen how stressful it can be for authors before their book comes out. And I'm, you know, I, I consider myself a support system for them. And, and you, you, you are part of that support system as a publicist. So, you know, if you're an author and your book's coming out in a month or two months and it's a little quiet, don't panic, you know, and it's a good time to kind of like make a, make a list of the things that have happened and make a list of the things that are going to happen and just sit there and look at, look at it as a whole. And maybe you won't feel as overwhelmed or as like, you know, Oh, it's so quiet. Nothing is going on. Absolutely. That's great advice. And you certainly are a support system uh, for your clients, but as, as also on Substack on your um, newsletter called Publishing Confidential. And you can find Kathleen Substack at kathleenschmidt.substack.com. Um, just real quick, Kathleen, tell everyone how your Substack newsletter works. Is it something that's consistent week to week? I try to make it as consistent as possible. This week is a mess um, because <laughs> I, I am I'm late with an MBA, a big MBA paper um, that I procrastinated on. Uh, how um, dare you? And how could you? It's written. It's written um, mostly, and I just have to go back in and like make edits and do some things. So I try to do two versions a week. Nice. Um, one version is free, and one version is paid. And the paid version is really what I consider premium content. So it could be a deeper dive into a topic that I covered to a certain extent on the free version of the newsletter. Um, And what I'm trying to do is, you know, make the paid version really worth someone's while um, and, you know, make it more instructive. So whereas I, I may have put a lot of stuff in front of you know in front of the paywall before this mm-hmm. i think that there's a lot of value in what i'm doing and i f- i felt really weird turning on payments because you know i was like are, you know, are people going to pay for this and i was shocked to find out that a lot of people <laughs> wanted to pay for it yes so uh i made the right decision but what i'm really trying to keep at least 50 percent of my content free Gotcha. No, it's fantastic content. And uh, it, it's very generous content, in my opinion. And one thing that we didn't talk about, but it's absolutely there in the newsletter is information on the publishing industry as a whole, which I think is really important for authors to understand. It just gives you a whole nother look at what you're doing. And you're doing the research so we don't have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I really have found that people crave transparency um in book publishing and that is where i have found success in my newsletter um i didn't realize when i set out writing it that people really wanted this but as i found my rhythm in topics to write about and i keep a pad with like scribbles on it ongoing an ongoing list of topics that i i might want to write about um i found that the feedback is just tremendous Mm -hmm. 
And that, and you know, that really gives me an idea of what to do next. You know, if people are responding and my open rates have been very consistent and good um, since I, I started this in March, 2023. Um, and I just want to keep growing it. So I, I'm always thinking about what do my readers need and all, but also how can I make this um, newsletter a way to sort of subliminally send out a message to people in publishing saying, this is how you make things better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a subscriber, um, I it, it's fantastic content. And I feel like I learn more. And I like to encourage authors, you know, this is your business now. If you want to write a book, if you're an aspiring author, this is your business. And it's really going to help for you to understand how it works as a whole. And the fact that you know, you're getting your, your messages out there and potentially, you know, changing the publishing industry is pretty, pretty great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you can find Kathleen at uh, her Substack, kathleenschmidt.substack.com. And also you can just send her an email if you're interested in having a publicist uh, in your corner publishingconfidential at gmail.com and you can set up a conversation with Kathleen. Kathleen, thank you so much for being on the show and and I hope you'll come back for the next fun publishing, writing, authorship, (laughs) book marketing topic. Thank you. Thank you. And you are listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. You have been listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold with Claudine Wolk. Thanks for listening, and remember to share and subscribe to my Substack, Get Your Book Seen and Sold, at claudinewalk.substack.com. With paid subscriptions, some less than $5 a month, you will have access to all of my resource-filled posts and podcasts, plus a fill-in-the-blank book marketing plan that you can download. At the highest subscription level, you will also get a 30-minute consult with me. When you are ready to make some decisions about your book, subscribe today and let's come up with a plan.